How are you liking holding your mic? Is it okay? I feel like a celebrity. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe I'll go through and I'll edit this and I'll hear it and it'll sound funky and I'll be like, actually, Kinsey doesn't get the handheld mic. Mm, I don't know. Maybe you could just adjust the handheld mic. I feel, you know, high I kind of liked the handheld when me and Caitlin were t- testing the mics. This one's really heavy though, so there's no hold. I mean, I guess I could like... I feel like I'm holding like I an eight-pound weight. I feel like my Leo right rising curls, is bro. really much uh, enjoying it. Enjoying it. Looks I'm like, like you're holding a cock. I think I could gain. Kayla, it looks like here. you're holding a chode. Like, <laughs> what's a chode? It's I a think thick, short cock. Those are the best. I'm just saying, you're still holding one too. I could just do curls all day with this, bro. Mariah's like, holding a sounding a in and out. Bench weight. Like, it probably is going in and out. <laughs> Whatever, bro. And we're holding cocks. Damn, bro. I look like I got the worst one. If it was a real cock, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. That one's huge. What do you mean racist? Bruh. I was just saying it's huge. Anyways. Are you sure it's so long with these pants are like short so I feel uncomfortable? I'm so happy I don't have a penis. Sometimes I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, how do you go about to be your day? About. Sometimes I do. No, l- I don't think I, I don't care what size of my penis would be if I was a guy. No, hear me Girl, out. I've seen some bad if ones. If you're a guy, I mean, yeah, it feels fugly. Besides like, the fact of what and, like, it looks like, disgusting. just imagine no, walking around. Shut the fuck up, Kim. Hard. Just imagine walking around and something is dangling from you all okay, day. That's when you lose me. I think I'd be like a briefs kid. I don't know. No, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. I don't care how loose your clothing is. It could get Something is outside of your body, free falling. Sore tits, bro. No, 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 no. Tits are like not the depending same. on how huge you have. Um, even if it, they're big, like yeah, they're attached to you. If you run, you can feel the move, whatever. When you have a fucking dick, that thing is so far away from the base of your body. When your boobs are like every corner of them are attached to you. Not when it's like soft. The though. surface it's a completely different thing. But this no, no, I've seen them move. I've dropped guys. I like, think it just like depends. Just imagine ball. feeling two of your balls just dangling all day, and one's hanging further. But like, I feel <laughs> I like when you're—I feel nuts. like when you're born like that, you don't feel it like the same way. Like it's not the same sensation. Well, your body's like adapted to the feeling. Well, obviously, yeah. But I mean, if we turned into boys tomorrow just because the universe wanted us to let us try it for a second, I'd feel it all day. Constantly pulling and your pants down. I would argue that if men got to be women for one day, yeah, they'd feel their boobs all day. But would they feel them to the extent that we'd be feeling yeah, our no. dicks? No. Our dicks would be dangling in the wind. And, like, I don't wear tight pants, so, like, I'd be very uncomfortable. Yeah, just imagine all that shit, like, every time you My sit, My cargo it pants shifts. are already, like, extremely loose. Kayla, Kayla's love- like, I want nothing to do with this conversation. Oh, okay. Love- <laughs> anyway, what were we thinking? Uh, 24, 24 hours as a man? How many women are you fucking? What? <laughs> <laughs> one would be enough. Kayla said just to enjoy one lovely woman would be enough. I mean, even as a woman... How many times are you jacking off? Um, I feel I like mean, that's like a good amount of time. If you have a penis, you're telling me you're not jacking off at least more than once. Mm, I try it once, like, but like if it's 24 hours, like, what more oh, are you yeah. gonna experience? Like, I'd rather go. And once you nut, it like you can't. It go takes back forever. To back. Yeah. So I'm like, let me save it for like. Men have to wait like 15 Kaylin's minutes before s- they can like orgasm again. She's like, I'm gonna take two, and one's gonna be jacking off, and one's gonna be with a <laughs> woman. I'll jack off in the morning. Cause I'll already be hard. Obviously. And no woman's gonna, you know, she'll be too tired, too sleepy. Then later in the night, like, I'll whine and die like a woman. And if she didn't want to, during my 24 hours, like, that's fine. I already got to jack off and try it. So you and Colin switch roles one morning. Colin's now a female. You're the male. Tell me the dynamic of the relationship. So, 
we didn't switch bodies. He he's just girl Colin now. Yeah, and yeah, boy Colin. Mm. So like obviously he might he have like a little more of a snatch waist, some tits. Lesbian that like would go buy a strap on. Like he he would not. No, Kaylin. No, I'm Listen. saying that's that's his inner. No, no. His soul. But in this, you guys are a relationship. No, shut up. In this world, when you turn into a boy, you're boy Kaylin. You're yes. boy Kaylin. So. You'll be attracted to girls. No, and no, no, guys. that is it. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's no, maybe no, no, it's no. the non-binary in me. But like, if I wake up as a male, I still act the exact no, way no. as I'm acting now. Okay, I yeah. kind of messed that up because I me- I didn't mean that your real sexuality would apply in this world. I'm saying if Colin likes girls in this world, in the vice versa world, he will like boys because he's a girl. Does that make sense? Um. See, the way I took the question was that we are still who we yeah, are. Yeah, that's no, how I meant no. it. I mean, like, you guys are still who you are, but if you lived in a different reality where you were a boy and he was a girl. So, Kinsey's changing the question now. Right. I would like to answer both separately. I've asked him before. I'm like, if you were a woman, like, raised a woman, everything, do you feel like you'd take dick? Would you like dick? Would you like any of that So, shit? would he break up with and you? No. Well, no, hold on. Let me finish. His answer is, he's like, I think I would just be a hardcore lesbian. Like, he's like, I'm not in the dick at all. He's no, like, so, no, shut up, shut up. Listen. He's like, you know, I would be, you know, strap on lesbian type of woman. He's like, that's just who I am in my soul. Like, you don't understand. Raised, no, I'm answering her question, then I'll answer yours. Literally calm down. You just calm incorrectly. down. Okay, I'm taking Rai's answer correctly. Just hold on and I'll get to yours because she asked first. So that's how Colin would be. I can't change that. I would be able to go both ways, I feel like, especially if I was a man. I'd be like, I'd take it or give it. Pitch so would catch. Colin break up with you if you woke up tomorrow and he was a girl and you were a oh, man? Wait, if I were a boy, I guess so. Unless I was like, I'll take the baby. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's not what the fuck I'm asking right now. I was now. asking just in general if they woke up like in separate bodies tomorrow. Did, like if tomorrow morning Caitlin woke up with the penis and Colin woke up with the vagina, how would their relationship change? I didn't take into the fact that I would be a man. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe he would. Uh, Kinsey, ask this multiverse. Again, and I'm saying in a different reality where we don't get to take Kaylin's previous experiences of a woman, a bisexual woman, and we don't get to take Colin's previous experiences of him being a straight man. At least that's mm-hmm. what I know. Um, if we're in a different reality, and you were a man and he was a woman, but you know, you guys like Kaylin a bisexual man in this reality. You guys liked your, you know, nerdy things. Like you're still. Kaylin and Colin, but different Kaylin and Colin. You don't get to bring the same experiences. Obviously, in that reality, he would have been born a woman, raised a woman, and if he still felt like a straight person, wouldn't he still be into guys? Hmm. Yeah, like, it, like, we're talking wipe, like, we're talking like literally different multiverse. Nothing. Yes. Colin's not right. a raging lesbian, like, just like in a different world. Yes. Where in this magical world, Colin is a straight woman. You were a bisexual man. You guys met are dating. How's, yeah, how's the I'm dynamic saying, changed? You picture what a female Colin would look like, and you were a male Kaylin. Would you want to fuck female Colin is my question. In this multiverse... She's making your brain work more than I asked. (laughs) I know. She's changing sexualities, sex, like the whole situation. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, would you? Um, First of all, I don't think I want to be a, like, in general, boy version of me. You don't get to choose. I know. I'm just saying, like, the genealogy... There's there's a multiverse out there where you got two X chromosomes. I don't think I'd be a very attractive guy. I think I'd be, like, I don't know, kind of a schlub. Like, that's how I feel (laughs) like I'd be as a man. So I don't think I'd be attractive, like, first off. So I'd be an insecure schlub. And I'd be a cancer man. And then I'd be fucking an Aquarius woman. Oh. That wouldn't like, work. Oh, that's that what I'm work. saying. The Aquarius woman would clown on you, bro. Colin would saying. be his hot Aquarius girl-ass self. And he'd be like, I'm too unique for yeah, you. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and Caitlin would be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
I'm just answering mommy. honestly from what I'm understanding from the question. Yeah, it's good. But would you I be attracted to female colonies? You think? Yeah. You think that cancer heart wouldn't at least like cancer heart? Come on. Attracted to a rock. Cancer man would love that. Attracted to a rock with feelings. Dang. Mm-hmm. Okay, pull in that intro. <laughs> All right. You're listening to Post Credit Depression, where we discuss this week's current hyperfixation. My name's Kaylin, and my fun fact this week is that Mariah keeps us hostage to do this podcast every week and locks us in her basement and gives us just bread and, and dirty water <laughs> Sounds to like your Animal Crossing room that I made for you. Uh, my name's Mariah, and my fun fact is I have a large sock collection. <laughs> I don't know my fun facts. Oh, miss, I don't need to write it down. I just think yes. of whatever I did that week. I just think about whatever I did this whole week. I just think of it on the fly. Well, can we at least get your name, mysterious woman? (laughs) 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 Fuck off. My name is Kinsey. Okay. Mm -hmm. And my fun fact. Kaylin, shut the fuck up. Stop laughing, bitch. My fun fact is that I brought mashed potatoes and gravy to the Friendsgiving while my other friends cooked things themselves that were not out of Bob Evans specifically but oh wait another fun fact because I'm gonna say two was I did make excuse me I did make snickerdoodles from scratch this week I helped on FaceTime where are they uh sadly uh my boyfriend's family took them all there was leftovers and I didn't think that they were just gonna take them bro that's literally protocol at Thanksgiving dinner but I thought maybe they'd give me like an option to take a few home like you can have the rest of them can I just have a few I guess, but maybe maybe you should have made it to go plate. Like they were all. I mean. No, this is what happened. We all ate Thanksgiving dinner, and in like point two seconds after everybody had had a plate, they start wrapping it up immediately. I'm talking. The fuck. I'm talking. Said no time for seconds. Like not like wrap it so that if you wanted some throughout the night, you could open it up and get some. I'm talking in to go containers. You can't open them. They're already like distributed to everyone in the room. I was like, bro, my family leaves that food out for hours. Or at least when I looked at it, when it was on the counter, the shit was like enclosed in bins. The bin that had my snickerdoodles was empty, so I had assumed they would be all eaten. And by the time at the end of the night, his mom was like, "Thanks for the snickerdoodles," and I look over on the <gasps> counter, and they were wrapped up on a little plate. You should ask. For, I mean, I didn't want any, but you should ask for some. No, I felt too embarrassed to be like, "Can I have like two of the snickerdoodles that I made, please?" Well, we had our own friendsgiving today, and it was a blast. I made um. God damn. Corn casserole. <laughs> and cookies that I overcooked and no one has eaten yet because one kid didn't know about them and Kinsey uh, knows that they were overcooked. But yeah, we did a lovely like Friendsgiving. It was an accident. I persuaded my friends to have a Friendsgiving because for Thanksgiving I worked and then made chicken and rice while I listened to One Direction all night. While her sounds like a very similar a 4th of July we had. Yeah, it sounds very similar to my 4th of July. It's funny how like every year i spend more holidays alone <laughs> we were technically with the fourth of july but wah. like we we've been doing these untraditional like watch some brother bear while we eat like, bro but colin random. grilled some nice burgers and hot dogs right on the grill mm-hmm. so it was good but yeah, even I this also, time tra- non-traditional thanksgiving no turkey or ham was present i enjoyed that disgusting anyways yeah <laughs> i liked how we all were in agreement that like thanksgiving food some of it slaps and we brought the slapping part you know? i just wanted but to like that feeling post thanksgiving when you sit there and you're like i'm so full that was a good time with my friends girl the worst feeling is when you go to thanksgiving you grab a little bit of everything because you're just like shit we're going around a circle with our plates like i'll grab some of that and some of that you eat all the potatoes 
you try the turkey it's dry so you you, you don't eat turkey's it. always dry yeah tur- well sometimes it's good i've been at some places it's good um you try everything you don't like it you throw it away and then when you leave the house you're still hungry like that's the worst feeling i've ever. never done yeah, that Yeah, i mm-hmm. hate that this I've year my family actually had really fucking good turkey my grandma ruth made like phenomenal turkey Shout out grandma ruth i don't like ham, shit so lasagna you shit, gotta brine shit that lasagna shit. that's what it is you gotta brine it um, what's that mean yeah you know, my cousin's ex-girlfriend when he said that we had to you know brine the turkey she thought he named the t- uh turkey brian we need to brine the turkey <laughs> damn hello brian we'll be eating my you soak it in salt water uh, wow. my grandma did bring me leftovers for my dad's thanksgiving i think i told you about it and i opened the th- i opened the plate with the all the leftovers and i said what is this i'm not eating any of this it was collard greens sweet potato potato salad you're like I asked turkey and i was like all i asked for was mashed potatoes or mac and cheese that was it maybe him if it was good nothing on that plate i liked so i went downstairs i said elijah who made my plate he goes i don't know the next morning my cousin brie goes did you eat your food i said no it looked disgusting i'm not eating that to which i then found out the food was low-key gross and I said, speaking of which, who made my plate? And she goes, your dad made your plate. Knowing damn well I don't like half of that food. That's so funny. When I was a kid, um, which further showed me that I could definitely be autistic, my family knew, they fucking knew what food not to give me because I'd have a fucking fit. Mm-hmm. I was like, don't give me cheese. Don't give me macaroni unless it's craft because it doesn't <laughs> taste like macaroni. Craft. Like... Don't give me none of that extra. I had a lot of things I didn't like, and I had my favorite foods. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows that it was mashed potatoes, ravioli, and salami. And even my brother and sister salami. tell me now, like, if we're at a function, like, they got mashed potatoes, girl. And I was like, they, ne- they didn't forget. They really didn't forget what kind of kid <laughs> oh, I was. God. Yeah, my mom's Thanksgiving. My brother did bring me leftovers. He brought me, I'm not kidding, about five spoonfuls full of cheesy potatoes which Ew. were like subpar because my sister made them usually my mom makes them i like when she makes them with the little cornflakes on they give me a little crunchy uh <laughs> and he brought me three deviled eggs which my mom's deviled eggs are the only deviled eggs i eat i have no idea why it just is i devoured all three of them and then told caitlin she said if you'd like i'll take i'll take one of those deviled eggs and i was like i've eaten all <laughs> three of those already because i'm a fiend <laughs> past two years um which by the way, the years before that, should I say, like, should I start roasting Thanksgiving meals on this podcast? Because what if people I know find this? Bro, we talk Listen, about, first of all, we talk about how much, like, our family sucks in the podcast every week. And then I tell my family, hey, check out our podcast. I'm going safe, but coming home from... K- Kaylin, uh, what a sucker. Thanksgiving, <laughs> one year. I want to munch, munch, Colin munch, and I munch. were still hungry because the food just wasn't it. And everywhere was closed because we were like, we'll just run by Walmart and grab some food to make dinner. Closed everywhere. Closed. Walgreens closed. Walgreens. Where- Walgreens was closed. It was like right after ten. Oh okay. But we're like, it's a miracle. All the all the restaurants closed. Yeah, which are like I'm like cool. Yeah, be home for Thanksgiving. But like shit. What do you mean? I think it makes complete sense. No, like, no. I mean I'm not complaining. I'm just we were like, we're, we're, I don't think we had anything at home, and we didn't bring leftovers from because it was bad. So guess where we ate? Guess guess what was open? Like the Dollar Tree. Waffle House. Well, Waffle House sucks, so... I've never had it. I'm it's like... T- I don't even think I'd like it. I'm going to be honest. It's really it's bad. It's pretty bland. All I can think of is that Vine where they're like... Southern ones are better. <laughs> it's like, check out the Southern ones. Dang. 
Well, anyway, so this week I um, made you guys listen to music, which I'm sure is not as enjoyable as watching a film or TV show. But I, I know did. I really enjoyed Taylor Swift's new album. It was anyway, <laughs> I did make you guys listen to one of my personal favorite albums. Wrote down my little statistics. You know I'd be doing. I really just want to bite this. Do you see that I put the? I put it on yours too. Just bro. get it out of get it out of your system. I already bit that one. Oh, then why did she you bit mine? Do you just need some? Buy an extra one to chew on. Uh, as a fidget i feel like that'd be so bad there's something about like the feeling of it do you see there's you have a girl one that then? ate foam you can see in that like weird addictions she'd eat the foam out of her mattress on her bed anyways mariah what are you introducing this week man i'm about to gag <laughs> way to ruin it Kane. um i made you guys listen to kid quill's third studio item i'll third studio album <laughs> Kinsey's judging me, even though her face is otherwise. Uh, called 94.3 The Real. R-E-E-L. It was released in 2017. Uh, if you ask him, he might say it's his second studio album because he doesn't claim the first one because it was something that he did like before he was like maybe more... I don't want to say knowledgeable, Seasoned. but yeah. Yeah, like, you know, more experienced. Um, but it's one of my favorite albums to listen to. And as Kinsey said earlier, it's a very like poppy positive not poppy it's not pop it's a very positive uplifting album because he doesn't sing a lot of sad songs maybe i wanted to say that we can, we can anyway go over something. so yeah we can always <laughs> don't double down Calm the fuck um down. i told you guys this a couple times and i showed you guys the music videos from that album and some of my top favorites but i'll have you guys talk about your album and i can tell some stories about the times that i have talked to him or seen him in concert i'm gonna go first if that's cool yeah go ahead <laughs> what'd you think of the album Kaylin? Um well i wanted to talk about the first time i played it uh i was shopping around that day so i was like i'll just play in the car you know listen to music instead of the radio and i put it up in my phone stand and i was playing <coughs> it because i don't have an aux cord in my car <coughs> it's kinsey's old car well, there. <laughs> it was a free one <laughs> yeah that's, that's better than a car <laughs> <an aux cord. laughs> car payments um and I thought it was so funny because I listen to the radio all the time because it doesn't have an aux cord. And so the fact that, like, it had those skits that it was, like, pretending to be the radio, it was just funny that I was driving around while listening to it. It almost didn't sound like I was listening to Spotify at that point. And it yeah, I made it funny. a point to tell them to listen to it front to back. Um, I preach listening to albums front to back because that's how the artist intended on you to listen to it, even if it doesn't feel like that. I'm sure there's some albums that aren't like that. But I Cupid shuffling everything. Cupid shuffling. <laughs> <laughs> I personally believe that any moment when the artist is producing music, that they you're meant to feel certain ways when songs bleed to another song. Uh, I'm sure that's not the case for everything, but like for his album specifically, like if you were to play just the song, some of the songs bleed into the radio reel. So if you were to play like small talk, it ends with like a radio reel, even though it's not a separate track. So you if you listen to it out of track. Your brain's like wired. Like when I listen to the the reels, there's like the one part of it, the skit where he's like, you know, and lose my number and don't call me. I don't want to make small talk. And then it goes oh, yeah, straight into small up. talk. So when I hear out of order and I shuffle on a rare occasion, I'm like, that threw me off. So like, like the fact that it's... You can't listen to it and shuffle either. I yeah. That. So the fact that like it has radio reels, you have to listen to it. And that like, it makes, it's so funny that you were like, I thought I was listening to the radio because it's literally supposed to be interpreted that you're listening to a radio reel. Mm-hmm. Like when you shuffle... um like phantom of the opera and it's bro you from, can't that's it goes from angel, that's fully listen, different that's a from, movie soundtrack listen. it goes from angel to music and he's like oh, i don't I give a fuck and then it's like masquerade yeah you guys make sense in the sense of like they don't bleed into one another so it's it can be a little uh, like 
alarming when you're listening to it. But I love the Phantom of the Opera so much. You shuffle that, it? Yeah, I fucking shuffle that shit. I don't give a fuck. But like but when you're telling me when you hit those three, optimal, you can't listen to those three shuffled. The, like I the want big that three. Optimal no, yeah. experience, then I will listen to them in order. Like if I want to feel submerged, right? But like the, all the Phantom of the Opera songs are in my liked. So when I press shuffle mm, and I go that's different. That's a different songs, experience. Maybe they might, yeah, but I guess I guess you could say if I'm only li- listening to the actual album, uh, I don't really shuffle it. But I like, like the big three is the Mirror, the Phantom of the Opera, mm-hmm. and the Music of the Night. You have to listen to those three back to back. Yeah, because if yeah. he's like sing for me, and then like and then it's like prima donna. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, prima. That one's always a skip. <laughs> but but anyway, like, you know her dead dad song. Like, I, fuck, damn, shit. Besides Phantom of the Opera, yeah. How'd you feel about the album? Um, when you were telling me about the album, you're like, Kenzie, I don't think it's going to be something you listen to, which I have a really broad music taste, I would say. Um, I'm not really focused on just one genre. There's a few that I like a lot that I listen to a lot, um, just because they put me in good moods. Mm-hmm. This music, I will say, was something I don't listen to a lot, or it was one of the first times I heard something like this. Um, so at first, it was kind of hard for me to get into, because I was like, I'm not used to this. This feels like I don't even like know how to explain the genre. But... Um, I after I listened, genre came up like around that year. After I listened to it a little bit more, like as the songs were going on, I already told you how I really liked the transitions, like Kaylin said, like the radio stuff, because it just reminded me of the early two thousands when I absolutely knew nothing that was going on during those ads in the car when I was like nine. But yeah. I don't know, they're always fun because they're like do 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 do. They would do crazy shit. But um, the songs like. They were so positive. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really love the melodies. I could not get the melodies. I felt like every song sounded so similar, except for the added, like, music in it. Like, the way he'd rap, which I was like, mm, I guess it's his style, right? Mm-hmm. But the overall, I would like, agree. His style is very, uh, very similar. Yeah, like, every song kind of felt like, you know, I was like, oh, it sounds like the same melody or beat. But then the added instruments were, like, different or, like, the... I don't know how to describe it. the the techno sounds were different. Yeah, he uses a soundboard. But overall, though, his lyrics, though, although they would sound similar in the melody, each song gave me a different feeling for whatever he was talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. And they were always so positive. So I was like, if I feel sad as fuck, I could see myself putting on one of these songs. Yeah. Because he's got something energetical, I don't know, spiritual about his songs that feels so man. sweet and wholesome. And yeah, his genuine. other albums are just as like, probably probably his first album or his second album is probably like really more positivity than this one so yeah what i'm saying is like i would pull up specifically several of the songs for if i need to hear them but Mm -hmm. i don't know if i personally would casually just listen to them like when we just throw on some early 2000s in the car you know yeah i I don't really know how to explain his genre but i do often explain to people almost like it's almost like a modern hip-hop r&b like i know that's where he gets his inspiration from like you see like in playlists where he has like the sampling like it's definitely feels like an r&b style but it's not really r&b so i don't really know how to put a finger on it he takes like little tiny aspects from r&b yeah it's like a pop r&b almost Mm -hmm. you know what era it reminds me of is 2016 and i'm not saying the music because it's not even a rapper i'm thinking of but john bellion with the soundboard guys and sometimes they do like weird acoustic Mm -hmm. i used to be really into him and i'd look at his like behind the scenes stuff and watching some of the stuff that mariah showed me i'm like this reminds me of that era of like hip-hop was he ever canceled because i don't know if he was so I if anybody know. is listening right now and they're like John Bellion fucking sucks, I'm sorry, I don't know anything that he's done, but I liked his music back then, and if I find anything out, obviously I won't yeah. support him. But I loved 
his different kind of music and i would definitely say that kid quill yeah seems it's something like he, different there's not like there's not one type of style you can't really compare him to yeah. yeah um i know like a lot of people will be like he sounds like chance the rapper and i'm like i don't really know if he's i don't know if you guys know chance yeah but, like i don't think he sounds like chance the rapper and like i think a lot of people compare him to bigger artists because he is a smaller artist and i know low-key it pisses him off which i don't blame him i think it could be the speed in which he raps reminds me yeah. of chance the rapper like this he has this consistent speed throughout yeah. the entire song <clears throat> and let's say from a one to five he's like a speed three like chance the rapper reminds me of like a speed three yeah and i think the thing that like stands out from kid quill is definitely like uh his lyricist is completely different like when you listen to like modern day rap it's like fuck bitches get money i, I loved how he made that comment in the soapbox song that we were just yeah. looking at the lyrics boy he rap. was like why do you think it's so cool to like have this frat boy rap this fuck boy, rap. Fuck boy. he said both yeah. of those things like, and then he says cool. a, a line later in that song i think where he says um i can't remember the words all of a sudden but he goes nobody wants to listen to something that requires much effort basically saying like his music actually requires for you to sit and listen to it yeah i mean it's funny because I, I i know we keep referencing like music we like but this is why i'm doing it like when i listen to hosier hosier has so much which we will totally cover that man <laughs> at some point on this podcast but he has so much symbolism to his yes lyrics. i love symbolism and any type of metaphors so beautiful, like the metaphors and everything and i would definitely say that kid quill he has mm-hmm. a mixture of both he's mm-hmm. got some really deep metaphors that you'd have to be like a very experienced person to understand or look up and then he has other things that in my opinion are still metaphors like something you have to think about and when you listen to these other rappers where it's fuck bitches get money fuck a hundred whores blah 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 like <laughs> that's all the fucking songs are about and it's like well, what depth of right. a that person takes a lot less energy to like yeah to know. listen to to that's write like in yeah. my opinion though besides the fact that it's quote-unquote catchy you <clears> can make a song that is deep or has meaning to it like he's doing it and it can still be catchy i think the thing is, is that it also references, like, what do people care about? What are they willing to write about? Yeah, you could say that writing about getting money and women is easy, because it is. But at the same time, I think people have not a need or want to hear the cool stuff that he's saying, like Kid Quill. And that's sad that a lot of people find more interest in hearing about how many girls you get to fuck or how much money or where you're going. Versus, like, social injustice yeah. and just, like, teasing lyrics that actually, like, talk about real life stuff. Yeah, yeah, I feel so much more stimulated by those songs. The part that, uh, Let me just slightly fangirl real quick. <laughs> um, I told Kaylin the story about how I met Kid Quill because you left after we got Indian Flame last week. Um, and Kaylin made me come back because she's like, I didn't get to really see you, uh, which was fine. <laughs> uh, but I discovered Kid Quill because he opened for a guy that I saw that opened for a different band. I was going through this phase where I was just like seeing openers just to go to concerts, dirt cheap tickets, like... I was just enjoying myself. So I went to see the Somerset, which is a pop punk band that I saw at Warp Tour when I was younger. Uh, and they had an opener for them, who I will not mention because he's a piece of shit person now. And I went to see that opener and Kid Quill opened for him. And like I was sending videos to Cheyenne because I think I went to someone else. And I was just like, this opener's like not too bad. Like he's pretty catchy. And then after I saw him live, I found his album and the music video where he was really young in his house daily routine is the first song i heard him perform i was like i think i like kind of like this the lyrics are funny and then from there i was seeing him all the time like anytime he came to columbus or cleveland like i made it a point to go see him because i was like i really like this guy the first time i took cheyenne to see him i gave (laughs) cheyenne a t-shirt that i caught at one of his concerts that just said quill on it or maybe like kid quill i was like yeah go ahead wear it doesn't fit me come to the concert i know you know nothing about this man but come see him 
So we're in the audience. I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. General mission concert. So I was like sitting there. Do you want to go with me? She's like, nah, I was fine. I have to pee. I was like, okay, I go pee. I come back. She goes, actually, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I was like, okay, kind of annoying, but whatever. She goes to the bathroom. She immediately comes back. I was like, did you go pee? And she's like, no, 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 no. But guess it just happened. I was like, what? And she's like, I was, I was going to the bathroom. Someone opened the back door and Kid Quill was staring at me and he looked at my shirt and he said, nice shirt. And then walked away. And I was like, you're wearing my fucking t-shirt meeting my favorite artist. <laughs> uh, but other than that, it was a great time. Uh, and I've seen him live like a crap ton after that. Um, and I was telling Kaylin before this album dropped, he released on YouTube like a mashup of the Mariah Carey song, Touch My Body and Kiss Me Through the Phone. Trying to prove that the fact that they had the same melody, which they do. I'll have to show you the songs I've read to show you. They had the same exact melody and he had a different phone number in it. Uh, Kim didn't know, but I'm sure you know, when Kiss Me Through the Phone came out, it was a big deal to call Soja Boy and leave a, vo- a voicemail. <laughs> Maybe you were a little too young. No, I fucking remember. Yeah, that. you remember. Girls were like, I called Soja Boy last night. Mm-hmm. So he used a different number, and I was just like, oh, that's so funny. Probably just a different number. No big deal. So this album came out. It had a phone number on it 317-398-6807. I only know that because I know the song. Fuck <laughs> <man>. <laughs> um, and I called the number because I was like, Cheyenne, it's like the Soja Boy song. Like, you call the number, right? I'm going to, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm going to call this and I'm going to get a voicemail and I'm going to tell Kid Quill, like, how I love the album. And I call the number and he picks up. Are you fucking serious? I immediately, <laughs> I Holy immediately shit. hang up the phone. Maya, you hold up the phone. <laughs> I'm panicking. I said when she said. I'm story, panicking. I was screaming. So then he tries to call back, but my phone's on dead disturb twenty four seven, so it went straight to voicemail. Um. So then I do call him back, and he's like, "Oh hey, did you get the voicemail?" And I'm like, "This man's talking to me right now." And I was like, no, no, it didn't work. He was like, okay, I was trying to see if it like was set up correctly. And I have like a 15, 20 minute conversation with this man about the album, about the concept behind the album. I tell him how I'm going to his tour. He tells me what he's going to do for tour. Like all this shit, bro. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And my, I was like, I'm gonna make sure I tell my roommates, all my friends listen to the album. He's like, oh, your roommates? Like, where do you go to school? I was like, I go to Walsh. He's like, that's crazy. I know someone at Walsh and I'm staying there Um, when I'm moving around for tour, like one night. He didn't get there till like super late, so I was asleep, bro. But he did stay on my campus that night. And I like remember I messaged him and I don't think he responded. But when I saw him live in person, like I told him about it, he was like, bro, if you would have sent that message like 30 minutes earlier, I probably would have came and met you. And I was just like, damn. Well, I, I can't get over the fact that you fucking hung up on him. That's so funny. <laughs> I was expecting. Such a little... I was like, so Boy had a voicemail messed up or set up. Let me call she the voicemail. I was just going to leave a little cute voicemail like, I love the album. Great album. Can't wait to see you in Columbus. Bye. I could just imagine her speechless. And she was just like. <laughs> and I was Bro, shaking. My Leo Rising would have kicked in. And I'd been like, it is time to perform. And Ryan Rising said, it is time she to hang up. She did the Peppa Pig. She said, boop. Yeah, I did. God, but I've seen him in concert like a crap ton of times now. And like, I don't want to say that he remembers me because I'm sure he meets like thousands of people. But sometimes when I talk to him, I feel like I'm like, maybe he actually remembers meeting me that one time. I mean, it's not that I'm like, it's not like every other day. I'm sure he's got a six foot two black girl in his, uh, <laughs> in the yeah, audience the with the bun. Big bun. So like, <laughs> I know the last time I saw him, he was on like a, like. Why don't you send talk. him this episode? Right. I mean, I'll tag him in it. No, send it to him. That's too much work. Anyway. Okay, so, well, if you <clears> listen <throat> to this, I'm going to make her send it to you because she cares about you so much. I mean, I like you too, bro. But like, she cries when she <laughs> listens to your songs. 
anyway so yeah yeah like i said the one time i i heard him live and he sang soapbox and i sobbed and he like got off stage and hugged me and i was like crying i was like i i don't even i can't even While process that you're hugging me because i'm crying and i told caitlin the last time i saw him i saw him in pa and i told him because i i think i had like vip to like meet him and i was like every time you perform soapbox live i cry and this pisces ass man looked me in the eye and i said i'm gonna try really hard not to cry tonight and he was like i'm gonna try really hard to make you cry tonight and i was like fuck <laughs> god like that was some smooth talking <laughs> i know and i've like obviously i've like chit chat with him after the shows to, like take pictures because like i met him when he was not as big so it was just easier for me to like nobody wants to meet the opener at the end of the day like people or they do but they don't really care like i cared so like me and shine would like sit around that was not an insult uh, no i'm laughing at you but i cared so like I, and I would wait around and say hi to him and his trumpet player connor who's like literally my favorite person in the whole world because the idea that he has a live trumpet player on his stage when he's performing is like amazing album I'm, i only showed you guys the third one but he has one called ear to ear that he doesn't claim he has one called the name above the title which is a play on words for a self-titled album most artists put out their first album as self-titled i'm sure you know this mm-hmm. <clears throat> and i thought the cleverness of calling it the name above the title aka kid quill <laughs> aka a self-titled album was genius Stop. <laughs> and then he has his fourth album called sunset diner which i wouldn't say is as hip-hop r&b feel it's more like a i don't want to say like rock or pump pop but like it's definitely more like a rocky vibe than uh i don't know how to explain it i like the title sounds cool yeah it's super mm-hmm. cool he had a whole conceptual like video about a diner and everything and the interludes is like at a diner like, it starts off with, like, this girl going, like, oh, can I get you anything? And it's genius. Um, and all of his albums bleed together. Uh, I'll say this before we talk about the album itself. All of them bleed together in the sense of, like, where the name of the title, <clears throat> often referred to as T-Nat, uh, the name of the title bleeds into 94.3. So if I was to play you right now the last song from the name of the title it tur- it's like uh him talking because he always has a little speech at the end and he's like talking about like you know his life yada, yada, yada. and he presses a button it sounds like a video is being taken out like uh, a cassette tape is being taken out of radio mm-hmm. and then if you play the first song on 94.3 it sounds like tsh, like static like you're taking the tape out and hitting play on the radio it's honestly genius i'll have to play it for you when we're done because it's like immaculate that it's able to bleed so well mm-hmm. your virgo <clears throat> ass loves that shit i kind of like how isayama makes everything a Makes reason sense. in Italian yeah. Titan. I love when shit comes back around, you know? It's like genius. It's like, wow. Even like this. Oh my it's God. fine. Uh, so I did make you guys listen to the whole album. Um, what did you just say? I made you guys listen to. Slow down. <laughs> no, because the second time I said it, I processed how fast I was saying that. <laughs> because this is what I heard. I made you guys listen to the whole album, but I did just show you guys the music videos. You did a good smile. Are you serious? I'm so nervous about how the rest of that. I was talking for a long time. It's okay. Just start over. But like that whole speech I was giving, was it talking fast? No. No. It's, you're like just not a, terribly it's right fast. when you're starting this new what, section. Yeah, you're, you're like kind of prepping for a transition. Okay, okay. Yeah. And you want to get to the end of your transition so we can start talking about what you want to talk about. So I did make you guys just listen to the whole album this week. Um, and I made you guys watch the music videos associated with this album. Starting with Good, Better, Best yeah <laughs> 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 no she did well she did well that's um, the one where um he would be an all nerdy with his like foot 
no that's that's daily routine which is his first album okay sorry it's okay i'll actually just like talk about like my favorite ones from the album let me pull this bitch up i'm on the phantom of the albums uh phantom of the opera soundtrack uh (laughs) good better best is the one that goes like do 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 what a coincidence do 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 yeah um i guess there's not like too much to talk about that one this one took some time and and it was like a compilation of yeah it was so Mm -hmm. like the thing about the only thing i would talk about that one is there's a scene where he says like i don't make music for i make music for people not positions and i think almost every time i've heard him live he's always like you know i don't really sign a lot of deals because i don't really want to be stuck with like record labels and shit he's like i don't make music for like it to be on the radio for it to do big like i make it for people like me who want to hear this type of music cute as fuck which is that is so fucking he's cute. such a cute that man, man should be yeah. so damn rich he deserves the world yeah <laughs> with his mindset like i know it's a good mindset and like a gen like it's so funny because i obviously have met him a lot and it's like he's such a genuine person you know what it is it's bard energy that's what it is he's just out here trying to please the people he's traveling around singing his little song having, like having a, a like drink a or two yeah while he's out trying and to like, change lives um i've told you guys how like important it is when you see like someone who not only actively talks about social injustice but like represents it yeah like it's like your obligation when you're famous to use a platform to talk about any racial any like lgbt like anything in the community that human rights that need to be talked about the fact that he like actively will talk about it he actively writes music about it and he's actively friends with those people it like means a whole different world to me yeah you see it in his circle you you see it through his actions because there's so many celebrities that just say this shit mm-hmm. just to say it and to look good and then who's around them yeah <laughs> who's around them i don't know if i want to do that you don't you don't know if you want to do it, what when i was when i was like 18 19 when i first discovered him he had a music video that had a black love interest which i know is not iconic i'm sure there are white artists that have done the same thing but I don't think at the time I was like that deep in the music industry to really think about that. And I was like, wow, look at him. Not only does he talk about this, but like he had a black love interest in his music video, which is like shocking to me as a black woman. I'm sure it feels when just she more, the, oh, I'm sorry. sure it just feels more genuine when you see that he's around other black people. He's friends with yeah. them. And like, he's not this big artist that is friends with other black artists because he has to be in the industry. Like he was a small, this, this music video was when he was in college probably. And he had, he chose to have a black woman in his music video. And when she showed me the video, one of my first thoughts, too, is that she was a very pretty girl in, like, a very casual style. And I feel like... She wasn't, like, this caricature. Like, yeah, or, like, this, like, hot bimbo, like, hair straight and, like, push through a filter black woman. Which is something that, like, I tell you when, you know, I've noticed big jumps in media like even with black panther i was like shit i don't think i've ever seen an ad for a big movie like this where there wasn't at least one white person on it like for a movie that big and i told you that like you know even as a white person i notice that shit when it comes out and that it like it's shocking because you don't un what hold on you what am i trying to say you don't know it's there till it's or you don't know it's not there till it's like yeah yeah, and we've only seen so many like t- um, tailored images to what they'll allow yeah. on media about. It's, it's sad, sad when it jumps out to you, is what I think I'm sad. trying to say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you talked about Black Panther, you were like, "Wow, it's like one of the first like almost all African American cast," and you're like, "I've never realized that, that wasn't a thing before." Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you guys listen to playlist, which is like his first single off the album, and that one's really just about um, 
I love it because he references like making a playlist and like telling you to just listen and sing along, which is some shit I did. I made a whole playlist for you guys. No one listened to it. Um, anyway, what? I, I remember I write, I wrote down a bunch of my favorite songs and I gave it to you guys and I told you to make it on your Spotify playlist because oh, I use Apple Music. You told Music. me to make it, girl. I forgot. Yeah, I know because it's in that folder right there in that box that stays in Kaden's office. I don't know where yours is. I've never, I've never made a playlist <laughs> on Spotify for anybody. I don't even know how to. Oh uh, no, I, I made Kaylin. You were busy, but I made Kaylin listen to Small Talk again with uh, lyrics. They were in English and Spanish. Um, and I was telling Kaylin how my favorite thing about Small Talk is he like dogs on like these stereotypical women. <laughs> like he's there's like this line where he goes, "Yeah, I voted in November. Yeah, stay woke." <laughs> and it's like hilarious he just like dogs on the fact that these girls are like how they are on social media and how they're like these stereotypic there's this line where he goes uh she likes rap music but she hates doing drugs she enjoys having sex but she hates giving hugs what why does she hate giving <clears throat> hugs it's no, the idea that it? she's a whore no, i'm kidding what <laughs> <laughs> hold on what do you mean gives hugs i think to he's who? trying to say like a um emotionally unavailable woman that's just here to fuck like, like the girl's just here to yeah because like the, the main lyric is like you know you send me songs that remind me of me that remind you of me but i don't want to listen it's like small talk like basically this girl when, is just here to so, like but, think about when you're like i know you don't like you're at the club and you see these basic ass white girls you know they're just here to fucking get dick down and that's it but what I'm saying, girls, if they just want to get dick down, that's okay. But, like, the thing is, is he's saying this girl, like, only shows up just to get dick. And he's like, I want, like, a girl. But a what relationship. I'm saying is that it I'm not dogging on the girl for being a whore. Listen, but from a Pisces man point of view, that's what it's sounding like. It's, it's like, I want to fall in love and how dare you not get to know me. Listen, I get it. You want to get to know somebody. You want to have a relationship. That's totally fine. I it's think your the point boundaries. of the song is but that the girl continuously gonna- comes back just to fuck. But I mean, uh, and he's I don't like, I don't want this small talk. So I don't know if he has said blatantly no, and she keeps hounding him because you know that's wrong. You, you do the vice versa, like you know we're gonna hate on the man a lot more. So it needs to be the same way each way, right? But what I'm saying, but is think about how girl many girls just, make. So- I think it's just funny seeing that from a man's perspective because a lot of girls dog on guys constantly on on music. I'm not even getting mad. Like, go ahead, well, dog on the bass gas white girls because like, they be dogging on you. Well, let me tell you something though, because like. I think that it doesn't matter if you were white or anything. Like, if you're a girl that just wants to have casual sex, even though I personally don't agree with hookup culture, I think it actually benefits men more. But if you were a girl that is completely okay with having sex because it's your choice with whatever men you want to and whatever shallow relationship you want to, that's fine. You're hanging out. I don't think that makes you less of a girl or whether it's a white girl or a black girl. But I think because he wants a relationship – He's feeling more offended, and that's fine. He wants his boundaries, but I just don't personally agree with dogging on the people who just want those casual well, relationships. Well, well, here's the thing: is I I did read the lyrics while I listened to the song, and well, here here's my perspective on it too. Like, if a guy, you know, if I lay my boundary down, like, you know what, I'm tired of just hooking up. I want something a little more real. So, like, we either cannot see each other, or like, if you're willing to, we can progress this relationship. If they're like, yeah, no dog left. And then they'd like send me songs to try to get me to get their attention. Yeah, I said that was wrong. That's yeah. what I'm saying if she's hounding him when he has clearly said yeah. no, then I can see why he'd be upset with her. Like, and that's what leave it is. Me alone. But overall, the conversation of just blaming girls that want to have casual sex, I don't I agree with that. that. I think that I it's think like chill. It, I think I just like the irony of the song that how many times as a female have you dogged on a guy for doing the same exact thing? 
So it's funny to see a public let, platform let where guys like, yeah, I, I got you. I'll pull if, these up. I want to know if he clearly said no to her or had told her he, no multiple He talks times. about in the song, like basically just saying that like you keep hitting me up with small talk. Um, and it's basically mean? like, hold on. Cause this beginning song has nothing to do with that. Like the meaning of it. He basically goes in the song about how like, he's like, you know, like you just keep hitting me up and I'm like, I don't even listen. I don't even use the time of day. But you keep giving me this small talk. See, that can be understandable to me if he's telling her, like, if he already told her no, and then it feels yeah. like he doesn't need to anymore because he said his answer and she keeps hitting up. Yes, I like that irony because a lot of the time women have to do that. But overall, if it was, like, a girl that is at the club and wants to have a shower Yeah, it's basically, like, like, deeper than that. I just, I, I felt like what you had said was too general. And I also just don't think blaming women or men if they want to have casual relationships is okay that is you can blame people who are constantly um coming after you when you're Mm -hmm. saying no that's fine that's that's trying to like pressure somebody but hookup culture is toxic because i do like it is out there and it feels unreal to us because a lot of us are in the demisexual yeah romantic spectrum but there is such thing as aromantic and people who are not asexual who just don't want a relationship and there's no conversation of that in hookup culture and a lot of it is lying and manipulation to get what you want out of people who are romantic Mm -hmm. so that's where it gets sensitive i feel like i know i I needed to know the context of the lyrics because overall even though i don't agree with hookup culture because i think a lot of it is lying and manipulation Mm -hmm. as long as i knew that it was this girl that he's told no multiple times then okay you can say like stop hitting me up i've told you what i wanted and that's not what i want yes but the overall general statement was i was not agreeing with the next song I want to talk about was uh, Soapbox, which is my favorite song from the album. And I'm sure it's a lot of people's favorite songs because it's a very, it's, I'm sure it's a lot of people's favorite because it is a very deep and intense song. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I just made you guys re-listen to it before and we recorded. it's like really, like, I don't know, parts of it are very beautiful. You know, yeah, I love it. Sounding. Every time I hear it, it makes me feel some type of way internally. I get goosebumps. It's a long song. That's the only downside. When I show people, they're like, it's a six minute song. I'm like, just is the one in the listen. album shorter because i felt like the lyric video you showed me was longer i no. felt like he got to really yeah. yeah when he performs it live he cuts a little part of it like the little like uh uh buffer he cuts it in half but it's a long song maybe it maybe it went by faster in the shower <laughs> i feel like that song like i feel like he's singing to me when i'm having a mental breakdown and crying like it feels it feels like if such a gentle soul is like trying to let you know that there are good things in the world to look forward to yeah and i'm like I love it because it, it's an aspect of like lyrically it's really good he still has like a rap sense to like the second verse when he likes like I got 16 bars and he gives them to each person or he dedicates them to each person um obviously I'm like I love the whole concept like if the world started burning would we still mm-hmm. what the hell is my brain not working why can't I think of any of the words when the world no uh, stop no, 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 <laughs> if the world started burning world would we started- put it all together or would we still fight with one another you know honestly hearing that too the world is burning like literally we have climate like issues and shit going on that's going to kill the planet and we are debating over it he talks about stuff you don't realize that it's real because he puts in this like little metaphorical like lyrics this way in his third album he has a line where he goes the revolution will be brought won't be on your television they lied the revolution will be broadcast on instagram live and i remember there were so many is that where that's from like did he come up with that because i've heard that before I didn't know that was his There were line. so many times when, like, people were recording live, like, protests or shit like that. Like, obviously, a shit ton of this happened in the world. And, like, that lyric is, like, so spot on. 
That's so funny because I've heard that in like so many instances that I did not know it was his lyric. And yeah, I was I'm like, like nine, I could be wrong. Maybe like somebody made it, but I'm 99% sure it's his, it's his also, line. How fucking deep? Because like, I feel like that's one of the cool parts about social media and our generation because the news is so fucking yeah. filtered. What, what so, I, oh, wait, I'll keep, let you keep talking. I'm going to change the subject so we can keep going. Oh, okay, I was going to go back to Soapbox. One little thing I was going to say. It's not about Soapbox? This is actually a different... That line is from a different song. Oh, oh, shit. I was going to say that uh, his songs make me... I'll I'll mute that. His songs make me feel like uh, really close to community. Yes. And I feel like ever since I've grown up, all I've ever seen from my parents, my grandparents, the government... um, like just older generations is me 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 but then they try to tell us that we're young and we only care about ourselves when i think this is the first generation i've seen that gives a shit about anybody but themselves besides the social media aspects but yeah like in the 70s uh and the self, like too many selfies and narcissism but like i feel so many people are coming together and like caring about the world like so many different things and that's what his songs make me feel like it although it's him and it's his lyrics and his experiences like he, overall he cares so much about other people and his community and bringing people together and you can feel it and hear it in his songs yeah um the other line in soapbox that i love is the i'm not fucking stopping till all of us are equal every time i'm like that hits home every time and again, like you're using your platform regularly to talk about how there's uh, injustices mm-hmm. in the world and how people aren't equal. And I'm like, damn, like this white motherfucker cares about me. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, I feel like they push that rhetoric of me, me, me. Let's just care about my future. Yeah. Because the more people care about themselves, the less powerful we can be against people who have the money or have the power. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a whole group of fucking people working against people like the smaller people like a one percent like if we actually came together we could i mean maybe people would die like a lot of them but i mean yeah we could we could do something like about it, i'm not know? gonna do any good rushing the government but like if everyone in our generation decides to turn on the government then we could we could uh, but yeah that song particularly i'm sure it's like a lot of people's fan favorites a very popular one but like i ever since i've heard that album the first time I'm like i love this i love where it's going that part where it slows down and he uses that sample i like cry every time he gets off stage still singing and it comes <laughs> it, it just does something to me live and i think it's just like the fact that like you said it is that sense of community i think it's insane that like someone uses their platform regularly he i don't think he has not ever performed that song that was a double narrative i don't think he's ever not performed that song live when i've seen him i mean it's crazy i don't think he really has any other goal with his music it's to make people feel good like i mean he loves to make music so it sounds good and then he just loves to make people feel good i mean literally that is what i get from the music and the vibes and he even says that i mean in soapbox let me pull up the lyrics so i can remember i didn't know it started that fast um he like goes into detail like obviously i'm like sobbing at the end of the song but um he like has this little side thing where he talks about his life, talks about Donald Trump's a piece of shit, basically, um, because this came out in 2017, which is also ironic, like 2017 height of Donald Trump's uh, popularity. And he's like, why the fuck is Donald Trump our president? And we're like, you know what? You're right, because people are racist. Uh, but he even goes to say, like, you know, part of me left out my soapbox to listener. This one's for you. And he like goes into thing about like, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, or no matter what you you're paid. No matter who you love, no matter who you hate, I hope you live your best life. And you I'm like, wow. Me did I? Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, like, 
he cares about that so much more. And you know, people die for that shit. They get yeah. killed by the government for that shit because it's such a powerful message. Chills. I'm sorry. Like just the way he like that is his number one goal. It's he, I know I'm not religious, but Jesus was a Pisces. Okay. <laughs> and I feel my like, draws, my jaws dropped when I grew up and I was taught that, you know, Jesus loved everybody and wanted to bring them. together. Yeah. I'm not saying he's Jesus. That's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's just like that. My little kid self, the way I view Jesus is literally how I view his message. Like kid quills. Yeah. Like he literally brings people together with no strings attached. Like I, we do this because we should do this because we should care about one another. Jesus and was swinging hands. He was punching people. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I feel, it feels very spiritual to me. Like yeah. what he sings about. Yeah. And it is like, yeah, there are really big meanings. I mean, I was telling Kaylin how I don't need to talk about the freestyle too much. Cause it is a freestyle, but he has this part where he's not freestyling. And it's this line called loves. It says loves free. And I want to tattoo it on me because one, I love that. Cause we all know I love people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway uh but it's that line like the words love loves free is in the middle of everything else in the song there's a lot more to life than going to work nobody in the world can tell you what you're worth there's no item you can buy that can heal the hurt but love's free so take time and invest in yourself and you'll see and it's like every time i hear that part i'm like sobbing so that man needs protection i literally love it and i think like the beginning he like says it, it gives me goosebumps when i hear the line but he always says um uh it's a long trip to heaven on a one-way street maybe you don't get a redos mm-hmm. what it's there's a it's a long trip to heaven on a one-way street you don't get no redos basically implying like you know like if you're gonna be a fucking asshole your whole life like you don't get to redo those fucking mistakes like just enjoy your life be a nice person you don't get to come back and fix those mistakes. Just like he's genuinely telling you just to be like a genuine person. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> You've heard it from us. Impression. Um, Kid Quill is Jesus, Jesus. reincarnated. <laughs> God. The Pisces man. Listen, I would believe it. Before I, and I do want to touch on the opener because that is a very big song for him personally. I know that one that was actually fact. my favorite, I think. Your favorite one. The opener is such a big song for him. I think that I've witnessed him as the opener sing that song. Can I give a can I give a a conference? What's it? What's it called? Controversial. Recap? Controversial oh, opinion. Go ahead. The necklace. I still love the song. Okay. Yeah. But when I was first listening to that song, until he gets to the point in the song where he starts saying like, like I'm not my music. I'm not like the money, the fans, whatever. Like I, I love myself. I'm more than that. Right. Before that point. I did not like the song that much. Yeah, because he's like, it was a pick me song. He's like, yeah, I get money, I get, I get drugs, I open the song, I don't care. It was the, it was the. He doesn't care. He's just like, yeah, you know, I just had a hard life, but like, you know, I had fun. And like, it gave very much like come across humble. Yes, it gave like I'm just the opener. Like, it was like kind of. I was like, girl, you're embarrassing me. Like secondhand embarrassment. And then I heard that lyric. Like that, the, that verse. Yeah. And I felt completely different about it. That Even, makes a lot of sense, actually. And, and I don't know if it's my Virgo moon. No, I got you. You were getting the ick. <laughs> I was like, mm, no one came to see me. <laughs> God. No girl calls me because I'm the opener. <laughs> like, he didn't say that, but that's yeah, what yeah. it sounded no, like. No, I mean, that sounds obviously impression. a big deal. Go on. No, I, I was saying uh, that was your first impression. I think it's like a big deal. I think it's funny because you don't hear people like that. Like he said, like Lady Gaga and Beyonce don't talk about like how they got their start. Yeah. So like when he starts saying that, I 
you know, all of us being artists, and he was talking about how he's not his music, and he's not all these things, he just likes to do them, I, like, literally was, like, getting a little teary-eyed, because I was like, there's so much value we put into the things we can do for others, or how we can look better yeah and one of those things are your passions you know and when he said that uh, like i don't know i felt like i was getting slapped in the face like i'm not just my art i'm not just an artist yeah i mean he literally says like i'm more than this i'm more than my cd i'm more than all these lights yeah i felt bad (laughs) yeah i mean it's a big song it's a big deal i think uh he has this line in the song where he goes um i'm sorry can you say that again chowder yeah can you share your opinion Thank you, Chad. Uh, this Very part important. where he's like, she only hit the show because she knows the band. She stands in the back like she isn't a fan, but knows the words, Scott's the merch. I was like, that was me. Is he singing about Mariah? That was me. Excuse me? In the crowd. I remember I saw him open for like Somo or something. And me and Cheyenne were late to the fucking concert and we were singing along. And this girl was like, hey, hey, they know this guy. And me and Cheyenne were like, well, you know, Cheyenne said serious ass. She was like, yeah, we do. And I was like, oh, my God, please don't look at me. And this girl, <laughs> this drunk as fuck girl, grabbed Cheyenne and dragged her to the front of the stage. She didn't drag you? Well, obviously, I was with Cheyenne. <laughs> oh, okay. so you, were, she, yeah, so you came bad. up. Uh, see, the line kids, you're talking about the I'm more than the opener, more than my CD, more than these lights. I just want people to see me. I know I ain't made it yet, but I know you won't forget the first time that you saw me tonight. Like the part where he says, I just want people to see me. It feels so like it's yeah. not just about my music. It's not. It's about what I care about, and it and what he cares about is bringing people together, like loving people, and yeah. and that's why he wants people to see him. I um, genuinely think that's what I, I like about him. I think like his persona, like the person that he is, is genuine. He genuinely just wants to spread good word music and enjoy what he's doing. You're right. Like he doesn't want to. He wants to live. Yeah, he's like, I'm not signing these fucking contracts. He in his in his next album, he talks about like low key talks about like signing deals with devils. He's like, I'm not signing deals with any devils. And I'm like, this man doesn't even like the Illuminati. No I'm kidding. The Illuminati. But like, he's like, I don't. I'm row. not here <laughs> for Illuminati like this crazy stuff. shit to like make a fool of myself. He's like, I just want to make music, enjoy my life, and like touch people's hearts. That's what like I I know it sounded more like a joke, but it, yeah. it's such barred energy. Like the not trying to be famous you're just going like town to town hanging out with people spreading some messages singing happy songs yeah giving everybody some good vibes and you're not trying to like you know climb up this corporate ladder capitalize like said, he actually has i think in his it might be in his next album or it's in this one he has a line where he talks about like i'm just trying to get enough money to get my parents a pool like I know, i'm not trying to move to la and be famous i'm literally just want my parents to have a pool it's so funny i've been having that conversation a lot with you guys it's like i just want enough money where I live comfortably, and by comfortably, I don't mean a fucking mansion with 18 ha- like yes. rooms that people be getting. I want a nice house, nice cottage with Mariah, with a, what's, Dutch with door? With my Dutch doors. Yeah. And my bread maker. Mm-hmm. And I want to know that I have some sort of security as well, you know, good security system. Yeah. And I want to have good food, healthy food that's made organically. You don't want to be a part of this toxic society that we live in. I literally want to run away from it. I want to be able to yeah. take care of myself and just make enough money where I can save. Like, let's say something bad happened to me i could pay for it yeah i'm saying like that's what i want and then enjoying life like he's doing like just speaking to people getting to know people like that's what i want what was it with our stepmother's generations that made them so into designer name purses which only make you look poor because real rich people don't buy them my mom just bought 400 hundred dollar pair of glasses name brand i said what the fuck you need that that little bitch ass oh my god yeah meanwhile i didn't get shit for my birthday there are certain brands that elite millionaires actually buy and then billionaires our stepmoms the average poverty middle class people 
where we cave in and buy these hundreds of dollars yeah. brand name shit. You don't like, even get to know what the brands are to those billionaires because it is so fucking yeah. secret because they want to be so on top. And it's like the other day I was at work and people were talking about Black Friday and I was like, oh, yeah, my friend Mariah told me I could get a like an old um, Apple, Watch. Apple Watch at Target. And like that's all I just wanted. I don't want to look at a real clock. I'm sorry, guys. I'm an. <laughs> I'm not an iPad. It's she can't have her phone on her at work. She wants to cheat the system. Yeah, I can't. Like my long phone on me. So I'd like hand. to see my text. I'd like to, you know, maybe get some calls on my Apple Watch. But I just wanted an old one that was, you know, Gen three or whatever the fuck does the job. Has big numbers on it. <laughs> and when I was there, I was talking about that um, to some of my coworkers, and they're like, "You don't want the new one? Like the new one's so cool and blah blah blah." blah. And I was like. Um, I was like, what's the fucking point? What do you mean? I was like, the new one's like 500 something dollars, maybe even more. I think it's like 7.99 actually, like 799. Um, and I'm like, I only want this damn watch to see my text because I can't have my phone and I want to have big ass numbers on my phone, my, my Apple watch so I can know the time and like a tinge of me, like the smallest part of me that is trying to die, uh, or has honestly on its way out was like, but wouldn't you feel so good if you had that new Apple Watch? That like you'd feel so cool around your coworkers if you had that new Apple Watch. And then I literally talked to that voice in my head, and I was like, "Why the fuck does that fucking matter, girl? Are you serious, don't girl?" Don't get me wrong. I like spending money and shopping, but oh, if yeah. you're if you're just blowing it to look richer, good. like, I, oh. Ugh. Yeah, like four hundred dollars like on a pair of sunglasses. No. Like a little bit of me was like, "Girly, we are past that stage. We do not need to get this almost one thousand dollar Apple Watch $1, to feel to feel I good around like the some one with people." Data is shut the fuck up. No. But yeah, I was just like, I, I was like, "You are so funny, Kinsey." Yeah. I was like, "You never wanted an Apple Watch until you got to work, and they couldn't let you have your phone." The only reason we want it is so that we can know the time and maybe get some text messages on the low. The main reason I yeah. want so, my AirPods. Yeah. I love AirPods, though. That was a great Dude, investment. I'm sorry, but this is a uh, private studio. Uh, Tying no it back to allowed. Kid Quill, though, like the, I just want to buy my parents a pool. It's just like, I, we all three just want to live comfortably, and I'm not asking to be one of the super rich wearing $400 pair of sunglasses, but, you know, maybe a home like that you don't have to worry about like being homeless like that's that's where, cool where i can buy I mean, like, antique secondhand furniture i think that yeah i mean i see like he's obviously he's older than us but i mean like we just got out of college and everything like there's no reason for us to not strive for it what do you mean of course i i think i will obtain that in my life i'm just yeah. saying that i'm surrounded by people my age yeah, that, want, that more want more than that and like, I'm like, I want to be no. the next influencer. They're like, I want to have a millionaire. I want to be a billionaire. And I'm like, yeah. listen, I'm, I'd rather just not work for my entire life. I'd rather work like three, maybe four days a week. I'm trying at to a do job some I side love. hustles. Yeah. And I'd like to live. In yeah. Some- well, I'm glad that you guys loved the album. I'll have to, if you want, you know, I'll have to lend you guys like other albums. I have all four of his album, or all three, I think. I don't think I have his first one. But I have his second one with a like little note on the inside, and he doesn't make physical copies of his CDs often. They're not like I can't just like go to Target or Amazon and buy them. Um, I accused Cheyenne of stealing my second CD. <laughs> I was like, because I after my house fire, I gave her it. I was like, listen, I pulled all my CD off the, off the wall, and they're taking it to the storage container. I said this CD particularly though cannot be rebought. I need you to take it and keep it safe. She gave it back to me. But I don't remember her giving it back to me. So for about six months, I argued with her about stealing my fucking CD. 
that meant a lot to me. I was like, girly, all I have is this fucking note that he typed and signed. Give me my CD. And then I found it in my car. Yeah. My, my, it's okay. My. But obviously you guys liked it enough. I'm glad that you guys did. Would, did you like it enough where you would uh, share it with someone else who you think might like it or to experience more of Kid Quill's albums? At least experience more because I'm still at the point where I'm just starting to sing along to the choruses. Like, I, I can't rap along to it yet. Yeah. So... I'd have to get to that point to like shoot a song over to someone when I'm in the mood for something. Um, I'd share it to my story for sure. Like, I don't know if that counts, but like if you knew someone who you would be like, you know what? I really think you'd like this, this artist right here. I don't think I'm a big enough music nut that I do that. Even with yeah. my very, I'd have to show songs. you guys his other album. I think that you guys would really like Tina. It's a little more poppy and you can understand the words a little better. Uh, it's a little less like a uh, hip hop R and B feel. Uh, and it's a lot happy, happy still. If we were having another world on fire moment, like summer of 2020, I would share his song and a quote from it on my story. Like, yeah. Like that's, I liked it enough to. Oh, I think people share it all the time. Him. That's like spot on for 2020. Yeah. yeah um, I would say that it always takes me like two or three listens in an album to really know if I like yeah. it. And um, already hearing a couple of the songs more than once now, I feel like I'm starting to like it more and more because my main issue was. I didn't know if I really vibed with the melody. Loved the lyricism, loved how happy he was, but I didn't know if I was like in, you know. Yeah, me. I think his my lyrics are like my favorite ass. part. I think his play on words is like my genius. Fan of the opera, I was like, I- I'm dramatic, right? So it's like I didn't know how I felt about it, but the more I listen to it, I'm not gonna lie. I keep saying this. I feel like very spiritually attached to it, mm-hmm. and I don't think I would show it just to anyone. Not because I don't think it's good, but because I it's care a, a lot. Too, I-, yeah. I care a lot about what he's talking about and like how it makes me feel. So I obviously wouldn't just let anybody listen to it um that isn't going to appreciate yeah. it as much but i think i would share it and i think i'm going to keep listening to him um because i'm i just think i really love <laughs> him as a person yeah i'll have to uh i'll have to what i'll have to do is go through his other albums and find ones that i think you'll like that are like very similar to soapbox type of vibes like he's got some pretty wordy ones Mm-hmm. so Dang, well, I'm glad you guys liked it. Thank you for getting me out of my comfort zone, you know. I definitely, I. it's funny that you pulled up the lyrics earlier today because every song I pulled up the lyrics and I read mm-hmm. all of them anyways um, because I was like, because I don't know this genre that well, I want to be able to read the lyrics and understand yeah. them, um, reread them if I need to. So, yeah. Well, Kaylin, what are you showing to us next week? Um, the listeners may or may not know this at this point, but we're actually huge weebs, and I'm very surprised we've not covered one anime yet. So I'm I will be as well. I, I'm <laughs> shocked. I will be introducing our first anime um on the podcast, Death Note. Um, have you guys seen it before? I've seen several episodes. Like I'd say at least fifteen. Never. Okay. I don't think I know the ending. I mean, obviously, I just I just I just watched the first five episodes. I have seen episodes of Death Note. Um, like randomly, randomly. Like, I don't know if like someone I was talking to is watching it. A brother was watching it. But I've seen random episodes of Death Note. I've seen the shit live action film of Death Note. Oh, God. Maybe Uh, that's (laughs) Just kidding. Not anime. We're going to watch. But I have seen random episodes only because when I was rewatching it, I was like, I remember L. The voice actor. You know what'd be so funny? I know. You know what'd be so funny? If we had Elijah guest star on one of our episodes and said, we're reviewing One Piece this week. 
because it's another anime and he's gonna well, make us watch Kenzie it. Well, you know what? Kenzie is over here making deals with my own brother. Listen, I'm not gonna watch no thousand episode anime. My for brother free. was trying to get me to watch One Piece for years, and he was like, "Mariah, I watched three episodes of Skate, so like you have to watch <laughs> three episodes." He's like, "Actually, three episodes in ten minutes." Cause I mean, to watch ten fucking minutes of episode three because I wanted him to understand who the child was, but I didn't want to watch the <laughs> child's episode. Minutes. So Kenzie made a nice little deal with my brother and was like, "If you get to adventuring twenty on Genshin." I'll watch five episodes of One Piece. Listen, I think I've seen the first when you're around a Taurus, you need to establish dominance. And I was like, you're not going to push me around. Unless My brother's the Jehovah Witness of One Piece. He's going around <laughs> preaching the word of One Piece regularly, trying to get anyone and everyone to watch One Piece. And it's honestly hilarious. Look, this is a turning point for some fans in the podcast. They're like, <laughs> Listen, y'all. Listen, I'm, I'm subscribing only to wait till the day that like... I'm even. not saying when you start we're anime. watching One Piece, but... I'm letting you guys know that we are going to have to watch it. Also, now that Kaylin has broken the anime virginity, (laughs) we're probably going to dive into more animes. Let's be honest. I was holding back because I wanted to get used to talking. You're like, I want to seem like a normie. Yeah, I mean, just imagine if we started the first few episodes watching our favorite anime. You guys only watch anime. That's the problem. We don't people think that we only watch anime. But we do. We 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 don't want to primarily only watch anime. But now I feel like we're opening the window to a whole different audience. I only was holding back, not for the normie steak or to seem like a normie, but I just wanted to feel more comfortable talking about some of my favorite things. So these, some of my first choices were just practice runs. Like the rescuers down under, that was just some training wheel shit. Like I'm about to introduce a lot heavier, deeper, darker, gorier shit. Uh, um, well, who's going to end up covering Attack on Titan? We're actually going to do uh, episode breakdowns when we have a Patreon. Yeah. So we're not going to do attack on titan on our regular podcast later down the road it's a movie i feel so inspired by mariah's music week that i like because she fangirled over kid quill (laughs) and although i'm not as intense about it because i just met the guy um i was like oh my god if i talked about hosier oh my god i love that man that's my absolute favorite artist of all time your favorite artist is hosier you're not over it you're you're not over Uh, what nothing anyway we'll talk about it in a second uh anyways thanks for listening guys and we'll see you next week for for kaylin's episode bye bye fuck kaylin Um.